Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Cheryl Sutherland, founder of Please Note, a line of affirmation-filled items to help people become their favorite version of themselves. By using time-tested personal growth tools, combining them with uh, exercises and putting them in high-quality stationary gifts and workshops, their clients are able to boost their confidence and say yes to creating a very satisfying life. Today, she's actually taking us behind the scenes to her number one secret to tapping into your inner knowledge so you always know what to do next. And it just takes a pen and paper. This should be a really amazing episode. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you, Papa. <laughs> We're so excited to have you here. So let's get right to it. What is the secret of always knowing what to do next? Tapping into our inner knowledge. Okay, listen. So back in the day before we had Google, we had a little thing called our intuition. And this is really fun because People like literally live their lives of like, oh, what should I do today? Like, maybe I'll be a stonemason or like, maybe I'll start weaving things or creating things. And I feel like we've got uh, so many options and there's so many different things um, that we're either judging ourselves on. We just added on so many layers of stuff that that voice has really been drowned out. And so being able to reconnect with yourself, ask those questions and listen to yourself has been such an amazing tool for ultimate success because your gut believes in you. You just need to believe in your gut. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you kind of under uncovered the secret. Like what how did it come to be that you knew this this was true? Um, so this is fun. I <laughs> I've had the opportunity to be involved in personal growth and, and I got into it at a, at a very interesting uh, point in my life, but we'll get into it later, but I've been involved in this sort of work for years and anything that I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to also go on some adventures and I've noticed that the adventures that work out well is when I say yes to listening to myself. And the adventures that did not work out well was when I did it because I felt I need to, I have to, if I don't, something bad will happen and I did not listen to my gut. Now, there's, I feel like the easiest way for me to really connect and listen and, you know, see that tangibility has always been through journaling and through writing. It's great to be able to think something and then get a thought in your head and then five seconds later, it's like, poof, in the wind. Versus when you're writing it down, you could reread it, you could get deeper into it, you could get into the layers to really unwrap the things that you really want. And so what kind of results have you seen from actually doing this in your own life? Well, um, some of my favorite results, um, I like to think of myself as a really good manifester. So I've manifested, you know, specific cars, new apartments, and I've also manifested certain uh male partners in my life um and then also I manifested my business and just wrote down like what it is that I really want like how do I want to help people what do I want my business structure to look like how do I feel every day and then as a result when I got the actual idea for my business I was able to recognize it and I was like it's you um 
I guess one of my favorite manifestations, if we're thinking about play, has always been this uh, this <laughs> this one place I actually got in West Hollywood where I wrote down, you know what, I'm I want to live somewhere new. I want it to be nice. I want to be professionally furnished. I want to live with my soulmate. I want it to I want to have um, great parking, be in a good area close to the office. Um, I want it to smell nice. I wanted heat and couch wars, all these different things. And then um, I kind of just sat with it and I was like, yeah, I want all this, but I also don't want to pay any rent. And that I'm sticking it to it, like universe, sort this out. And then I just started telling people like, hey, yeah, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for. Like FYI, if you know somebody that's like got a place available. And then one of the people that I called, um, I actually, we weren't even that close at that time. And uh, I was like, yeah, so I'm looking for a new place. And yeah, if you hear of anything, it's just like, oh my gosh, I had a dream of you last night and we were living together. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, I would love for you to stay here. I would love to live with you. I was like, okay. But like, I'm also not really looking to pay rent at this moment. And she's like, yeah, cool. Why not? And then, uh, <laughs> And then I ended up living in this gorgeous, professionally furnished home um, with somebody that I consider one of my soulmates. Like, she is, like, one of the most amazing people I've ever had the opportunity to meet with parking. That was a 10-minute drive away or walk away from my office. Wow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, Melrose Avenue? Like, come on, guys. Um, yeah, and that was the gorgeous. It was one of the, my favorite places ever. That's amazing. So... How do you, like, what, what is the actual process that you think, or, or how would you recommend someone go about it? If there's someone who's not really a big journaler, because some people are and some people are, right? How would you get started with that? Ultimately, I think journaling is a practice, just like anything. Like when you start weightlifting, you don't start with the 20 pound weights, you start with the five. So it could be that, you know, you uh, start with an abided journal, perhaps even a please note guided journal. And then just getting the practice of like setting a timer for two minutes and just writing. Um, one of the easiest and I want to say the most basic ways to get into it is something that people call free flow writing. And you're just literally set a timer and then just let your pen go. Um, I know the first time I started journaling, it was like, this is stupid. Why are they making me do this? Like, this is a waste of time. And eventually it got into like, I now understand why I have abandonment issues. You know, you get went real deep, deep, real fast. <laughs> I mean, like it took me maybe about like 45 minutes, but like I eventually got to that place. Um, and I think the thing with journaling is it's a practice of being vulnerable with yourself. And oftentimes we're not able to be vulnerable with other people. It's again, another skill we haven't really practiced. Doing it somewhere that's safe and easy, like a journal, it just honestly, it, it changes your life on a bunch of different levels. And so it sounds like maybe that it's that the key piece there is the vulnerability. Is that? I would say it's the vulnerability and then just the willingness to, um, to explore, like, what is it that you want without um, asking yourself if you're worthy of it or if you're deserving of it or... Um, if you can actually have it, just getting into the things that like, just, this is what I want, plain and simple, this is why I want it. It just feels good. And just letting it be 
real and manifest and concrete in physical form by you putting that pen to paper. What do you think is like the most surprising thing about going through a process like that? What what surprised you when you were starting? I think for me, it's some of the answers. Um, sometimes like in your conscious mind, you're thinking one thing. And then like as you're going through other stuff bubbles up and you're like, well, where did this come from? Um, I think a lot of times in our conscious mind, we're still used to thinking the things that we can have, the things that we're not able to have, or like what we should think versus allowing ourselves to say like, no, this, this is an option for me. And this is a possibility. One of my favorite practices is actually like a gestalt. And um, if you want to, you could do it like physically where you're asking a question and then you're moving yourself to another chair and then answering that question. And so basically you're acting as if like two parts of you are like, you know, like a, a problem that you're solving, whichever, but doing that on paper has been really fun. And then oftentimes, again, you'll get a lot of these answers from a different part of you that you never really um, experienced or you never thought would come out. So if you had to like take one key piece away from, from this, right? Like from journaling and from tapping into your inner knowledge, what would you say is like the one key thing the audience should kind of take away and, and how they should apply it? Honestly, I think the biggest thing is to trust yourself. Um, I feel like there have been there would be so much less issues in the world if people just trusted themselves. And sometimes, you know, we do a lot of things because other people have told us to or or we feel again that we have to or we need to. And then, you know, depending on who's listening, oftentimes there's family dynamics where we're used to or we're socialized to put other people first. But what if we just trusted ourselves? What if we decided, you know what, this is what I want and, and I can have that and I could go for that. Um, it makes such a huge difference, not only like in the day-to-day with, you know, the things that you get to do, but the overall satisfaction you have in your life. And then, of course, I also want to tie it into like representation. Like it's you being out there, doing something amazing, innovating in a new field. Like you could have all of that, but it, it's up to you to say yes. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your business and what kind of things you're taking on right now. I run my business. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, so for those that missed the slight gesture towards my <laughs> bimble, um, I have a line of affirmation feel good again to help you become your favorite version of you. And I think that that's something that's super important even know who that is for oneself, but then also to reinforce that. So with all of my goods, they're all um, based around, again, that positive um, conversation, affirmations, talking to yourself, and then, of course, that self-discovery that you could be, do or have that you want. Um, and it started off with something very simple. Um, I wrote down um, what it is that I wanted in a business when I was like, I think I want to have a business. What does it even look like? And I wrote down things like, um, I want to be uh, sitting on the beach. I want to make money when I'm sleeping. I want to do something that I'm passionate about that helps other people um, and that I can easily scale. And then when I got the idea for Please Notes, I was like, oh, this makes that. Um, I, like, I was able to recognize it really easily. But the line has continued to expand from 
Guided Clarity Journal to help you with your confidence and your self-esteem to our gorgeous affirmation cards, which are all um, just really soft touch and tactile to different things like our water bottle labels, our mirror decals, and now we actually just launched a new um, manifestation planner to help you start focusing on like creating really great things for you in your life and then also having the evidence that you're doing the thing as they say <laughs> so as like as you've been working on like growing and scaling your business like what is what's the new thing kind of coming up for you like what what's what's the new direction or new challenge that you've decided to take on new challenge oh it's so fun so basically long story short the new challenge is always myself i feel like as any business owner i i honestly yes. feel that always the new challenge um but right now it's uh going back so i'm really good at being hard on myself hey and with that um i've done a great job with building this business we're going into year eight and one thing I haven't never figured out has been how to really scale it um, through like the digital marketing component. Normally we get a lot of wholesale. We got a, got a lot of collaborations. People have to go and speak. And this is like, yeah, money. Woo! But um, I'm not at that point where it's like beach life yet. Uh, not yet satisfied, I guess, in regards to what that looks like. Um, so that is my next challenge. I'm going through a rebrand. Well, that's always fun. <laughs> and then, but then I think the biggest challenge is just being really kind to myself, being patient. Um, and then also uh, just kind of reframing this whole thing is not like a win-lose thing. It's more of um, this is a game we're testing. We get to play. Let's try out this. Let's try out this. Oh my gosh, what we learned. Let's try something else because it yeah. is all going to work out. And it's, simply a matter of time it's already done now I guess it goes through the process of like playing with things to get to the end result I love it so if you had kind of like one piece of advice from this you know from this kind of taking on digital marketing being kind to yourself for our audience who is filled with other women business owners who are probably in the same spot but just doing something slightly different right like taking on some other challenge what would it be Wow. I think uh, overarching would be to be nice to yourself, um, especially when you're a solopreneur. It's easy to be like, oh, let me just stay at my desk from like nine in the morning until like 10 at night. Not going to lie, done it more than once. Is it no one doing what I want? No. But am I still doing it? Yes. Um, so being kind to yourself and then also delegating. So depending on your business, I know for myself, I was always very clear that even from finding manufacturers, finding products, looking to packaging, looking to marketing, I always wanted this to be a business that could easily scale. Some people don't necessarily want that. However, you do have to build systems so that if you're not there, your business can run without you. So um, definitely creating like scopes of work, um, but then really like letting yourself delegate certain things build processes so you're not always working in your business you're working on your business then when you turn off your phone you shut down your email your business is still working without you so we ask all of our guests 
um, the wealthy woman a little bit about their vision of wealth. And we do that because, uh, as you probably know, our vision of wealth is not just about money, right? You have to have your financial basis covered, of course. Um, but ultimately, getting to the end of life and just having money is never going to be enough, right? It's about those other things. It's about painting that full picture, just like you did with the you know, apartments on Belrose, right? Like, so it's like, you got to have the full vision. And so I'd love to ask you, like, what is it about your life that makes you feel wealthiest or your business? Honestly, I like to tie it into a feeling and the feeling of satisfaction. And I feel like that is what wealth really feels like to me. Again, like, again, a lot of people really correlate wealth with monetary things and yes that is definitely part of that knowing that you're secure that you're safe that you can go after the things or buy the things that you want to i'm also really excited because i think my new macbook is coming (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like the satisfaction of having like really great relationships with my friends with my family this satisfaction of living in this like amazing apartment that is so gorgeous that like Oh, it delights me when I look around and I just feel this level of like, this, this feels so right. I think the satisfaction of having like a really great meal when you've been craving sushi for like how long, like I, the satisfaction of having an amazing cup of coffee with my new Nespresso machine, that all brings me so much joy, so much satisfaction. And that's what wealth is to me. I love that. Well, you might have already answered it uh, because there are some really fun, like joy-filled things in there. But is there anything really outside of the box? Anything kind of crazy, maybe a little silly, maybe a little even a little embarrassing to admit that really brings you joy in your day-to-day? Honestly, I really love... I'm a plant mama. All of my plants have names. They are like I would bring them out, but it's like, oh, I don't want to do that because that takes too much time. We got like Delilah <laughs> over there. We got Patrice. I bought like, you know what I mean? Like I like I'm, I just want to be like that botany babe. Just call hashtag new hashtag botany babe. Um, it just brings me so much joy to have like all this life around me. And I think one of the things that um really felt like wealth to me other than having like a really full liquor cabinet or less you know like a wine rack with fresh flowers and i love having fresh flowers and i have been manifesting bundles and bundles of fresh flowers probably this is like my fourth or fifth bundle of like gorgeous things and i'm just like i don't know about so this that's an all wealth meme. Well, Cheryl, you have been an amazing guest today. If our audience wants to learn more about either working with you or getting support from you or checking out one of your very cool journals, how would they do that? Well, you can stalk me. We've all seen you. Um, just channel your inner Joe. Joking. Please don't. I love you, but I have a taser. Um, all you would have to do is when you go to the Please Notes website, so it's please as in please and thank you, notes as in notesoflove.com. And then we actually have um, a really great um, exercise challenge going on. There we go. It's a confidence journaling challenge. So again, if you're trying to get into journaling, you're like, oh, I need some more guidance. I need some support. Check it out. 
It's free for a limited time. It's like right on the website. You can click and register. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram. That's my favorite uh, social media channel. And then we're on there as Please Note Wood. Um, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We have loved having you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I, I love being here. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.